Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Hard Knocks did begin last night, and the Cleveland Browns, once again, taking front and center, and no shortage of storylines coming off of night one of Hard Knocks. Look, Hard Knocks has become its own thing in the past decade plus. It went from a novelty in showing you something that we've never seen before into a show that became, okay, now I'm kind of understanding the inner workings. It's almost like a reality show because you're, you're they're focusing on the young players you haven't really heard of trying to make the team. And now it's about, okay, now we got to make sure that uh, the stars and, and we get great television whenever we put something on. So the, the evolution of Hard Knocks is kind of like much along the evolution of reality television, what went from what sold early to what sold now. The, the notoriety, the newness of it, yep. then the nuances of what people are responding to begging and, for a personality begging yeah. for a brand to establish itself in, the, in yeah. the form of one of these players or their family members somebody in the crowd one of the coaches is a bit off 
off-center in terms of how he communicates. Whatever it is, you're trying to find that that diamond that becomes something that pervades sports talk radio and sports television. So now what is selling is obviously the outrageous moments and the things that hit virally. It's no longer just enough to say, oh, and the battle for the third running back position will come down to D.D. Dorsey. And I mean, you're not going to get that. Dorsey reference? That's pretty good. Well, that was one of the ones was the Bengals. That's old school. Yeah, I remember watching that one going, D.D. Dorsey's going to be a star. They really tried to sell him. Look at him run so well. Oh, boy. I think it was Mark Mark Schlereth the other day. I heard him with the, the line of going, yeah, I can put together a five-minute clip that makes me look like a Hall of Famer. It's the other 7,000 minutes that I have to explain. Schlereth, his best story is that when someone would have an interception uh, and he would always run fast enough until he knew he was out of frame so when they went back and looked at the film on Monday they wouldn't see him dogging it he was like run the night because I'm not going to catch anybody I'm a lineman but I would run until I know I'm out of the frame and then I stop because they're never going to go and go hey what are you doing you know if I'm running slow once I'm out of the frame they're just looking at the play so I knew I was safe for that (laughs) might be a second guy second camera Uh, you know, we have the overhead camera view. It's a different angle. Uh, but certainly the guy who really, really, really wants attention is Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a guy who, since they signed him away from the Dolphins, he has wanted nothing but attention. He's like the the NFL's version of the Kardashians times 50. I want all of the attention. I know I'm on a team with Baker Mayfield and Josh Gordon's going to get a lot of run, but I want all the attention. That Send me all the attention. Like he's Thanos, and he's got the glove of all the attention oh, makers. That. All right, here. Boom, I got the first director. I got the second director. I got the first AD. I got everybody else. Come follow me. I will give you gold for television. That's Jarvis Landry. Well, it's a nice attempt. It's One, you're still the Browns. And you're, B, you're a guy that averages eight and 8.8 yards per catch. You're a Both uh, of those things are true. Try to fall to the line <laughs> and, and extend a play, ex- extend a series of downs, uh, getting his $16 million. I mean, it, look, that, he's got to have a lot of quips for what they're paying. Hey, n- not if you're a PPR owner in fantasy. Then you're very happy well, with he did, Jarvis well, Landry. Well, he's, he's a steady, If you have in regular he's fantasy, a, no, you're he's not a as steady happy. Ronco, <laughs> set it and forget it kind of guy. I'm getting my 10. I know I'm getting my 10 out of Oh, Jarvis. you're getting more than that. He's catching eight, but he's only catching eight passes for no, 32 if I get, yards. if I get five for 50, I, that's right. my baseline. <laughs> but Jarvis Landry clearly is a guy that loves the spotlight and apparently didn't get enough of it in Miami. First thing he did when he came to the Browns was say, "We're going to score forty a game. That's We're going to the good. Super Bowl." No, that was that was a good opening to camp. I mean, that's uh, that that's pretty special. That that's going to go down as because I still remember ten years ago in the middle of summer. It was like the like right around this time in the in the middle of summer when John Kitna, back when he was the quarterback for the uh, Lions, said, "We're going to win ten games this year," and that was like a story for like three days. Oh my God! Riddle, how the Lions gonna win ten games? It was it was great. It was like oh my God! John Kinnan just gave us gold for like three days of stories, and I still remember that from ten years ago. You know, and now we're gonna remember. Oh, okay, Jarvis Landry said they're gonna score forty points a game. I'll tell you, all offenses look good when you are not playing in pads and you have no defense in front of you. Boy, if they just allow us to throw the ball like this and catch and run an open field, whew, we're gonna be unstoppable. Well, I like setting the bar high. I mean, that's that's nice. It's- Record setting with the Cleveland Browns coming off, you know, winless campaigns is not exactly where you want to go to. You want you want to find a nice middle ground and just say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna bump it up five or six points per game. Maybe that'll give us a couple of close wins along the way and we, we have some progress. Instead, 
Uh, you shoot for the moon. I I, I like his bravado. It's, it's bulletin board material uh, inside. I don't know if it's bravado as much as it's look at me. He really wants no, to be it's, known. It's prime jackassery. There's you know, no question about he's, it. He's Paris Hilton from, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. He doesn't want the wow, simple you gotta, life. You got a, a Paris Hilton. Minus, minus little dog in the back. Isn't she's she not making carrying big money around. now doing parties as a DJ or something I, like I, that? Yeah, she's taking over for Samantha Ronson as a celebrity DJ. You there would you most go. like to have DJ your party. She's going to start wearing a marshmallow on her head I, next to it? I, I don't know that. I will have to look that up in my research. Thanks, buddy. But Jarvis Landry decided, okay, so night one of Hard Knocks. If I allow this, Baker Mayfield's going to become the story. They're going to try to get inside that RV. They're going to talk to him, and he's going to say things. They're going to bring Cranston around and say, look, he's trying upset. to get in and help them. <laughs> Mr. White, Browns, yo! Browns! <laughs> Browns, Mr. White! So during the first episode of Hard Knocks last night, this is what's gone viral over the past few hours. Jarvis Landry was not happy with his fellow wide receivers. I, I don't think the Browns are happy with their wide receivers. Well, they traded. They one. all keep getting <laughs> traded or getting busted for marijuana. So well, it's a very difficult situation, difficult room right now there in Cleveland. Stay away from the weed. But, but he said getting rid of Corey Coleman wasn't going to affect anything. You got to say that like Stephen A. Smith. No. Lay off the weed. Well, I knew you would, so that was more just kind of a layup for you. Oh, okay, all right. I don't, I don't do that impression. That one's yours. Uh, that, that's true. I got to give a little bit of Stephen A. later on. Uh, it is the it, it, just a small dosage. <laughs> it is the Rich Eisen show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, in for Rich. So here's Jarvis Landry dressing down his Browns teammates for their lack of effort. I don't know what the f- been going on here, and I don't know. Why it's been going on here, but if you're not hurt, like if your hamstring ain't falling off the bone, your leg ain't broke, I don't know, like you should be practicing, like straight up, like that is weakness and that is contagious as fuck. and that ain't gonna be in this room, bro. That shit been here in the past, and that's why the past has been like it is, bro. That's over with here, bro. If you can practice, practice. You can't get no better. Ain't nobody gonna get better by being on the sideline if you ain't hurt. If you're not hurt, you gotta practice. Because you make other work even harder. Now they had more risk of getting hurt because you don't want practice. Because you've been a practice. We're oh, talking a, not the game that I die for. Not the game that no. I'm practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. All but- these. Practice. All these write-ups, oh, fiery speech, whatever. All he did was steal Allen Iverson's bit. Well, he, he, sixteen he, years later, except he cursed more. He just added a lot of f bombs, though. He added a lot of cursing in there. There well, was not a lot that of much familiarity in Allen too Iverson. by saying, "Hey, come on, bro, there you know, was, stay with me," kind of thing. But yeah, the the cursing is really the only difference. Otherwise, it's lifted. In Hollywood, you'd be getting sued. He there there was more f bombs than that than I think in Wolf of Wall Street. Ooh. That was a lot per capita or per per second. There, that was a ton. That's pretty good. That, I mean, that's Ilya esque. Look it up. <laughs> but this is see, this is the thing. This is before they've even played a game. This is after a couple of practices. Jarvis Landry. Okay, I want the room. I know if I do this, people will talk about me on Twitter. I mean, that's do, really do what you, he did. Do you think you heard a couple of people in production? We got nothing. We They're got, boring as hell. The quarterback's hide in that RV. We got Baker Mayfield talking about Bob Evans. I think that's going to be our one. Oh, that's your one? Oh, I mean, hold my beer. Watch this. Watch what I do now. No, but that's really what Jarvis Landry's decided to do. Is, is do. And look, it was effective. 
it was fun listening to it, talking about practicing, not practicing. You know, the, the toughest part is that because there were so many bleeps, it's hard to tell exactly the point he was getting at, except he was saying, listen, you're not practicing hard. If you your hamstring's not falling off the bone. Yeah. Why, you know, and this is not something for him to be telling his teammates the second day of pro, whatever it is. This is where if you're not performing, this is where your position coach comes in and plays the drill sergeant and says, you guys got to get this thing locked down. You guys have to do it. For Jarvis Lander to step in right away, it's like, oh, okay, because this is where the coach should be doing it. Well, and you've been here for two minutes. Yeah. Like, you're you're new to this team. You're new to this environment, and I get it. They, they've been awful for all this time, and it's the inspiring speech. In theory, that's someone that's been there a minute saying, hey, it's a new world order. We need to have some change. Not Jarvis Landry coming in from a – perennial loser in Miami, the one playoff appearance in his short run. Yeah, there. well, yeah, you know, life wasn't that great in Miami for him either. Like, ah, you know, I got Miami's been all they do is six and ten, ten and six, six and ten, eight and eight, 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 eight and eight, seven and nine, six and ten, seven and nine, seven and nine. I'll go all the way back to two thousand eight when they were eleven and five. And your guy, Chad Pennington, was oh, at the, at was the controls. But I mean that's a long time ago. Well he's gonna eight wins is gonna look like, you know, sixteen and oh. <laughs> when he gets done with the Browns this what, year. Well, he'd be a hero if he, he's the guy that helps lead the resurrection. <laughs> Jarvis Landry saying, I can get one of those statues if this goes right. I'll be the outspoken leader of this team. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's many significant changes that are going on in college basketball, but these are the two big ones. Number one. A player will be allowed to return to college if he enters the draft and is not drafted. Before it was, you can enter your name in before the draft. If you don't like how you're being evaluated, you pull yourself back out and you go back to school. This is going to allow people to go into the draft, and if they don't get drafted, to go back to school, which is an awesome, awesome rule. I love that. This is awesome for the kids. So many guys get bad advice, and they still think, no, I'm staying in the draft, I'm staying in the draft. Then they don't get drafted, and suddenly it's, well, you can go play in Turkey, you can play in the G League, you can play here, you're like, I, I just screwed my career. Well, college now, basketball, you got 60 slots. Would they have 120 or so yeah. early entrants? Many people, this is an awesome, awesome rule. It's uh, Because this will stop people, really, from ruining their careers. From saying, now I'm just bouncing around in Europe and and instead of maybe I can go back for one more year and at least get drafted then you're coming in as a draft because eventually you have to put up when you're when you're in a, in a in a camp but if you don't get drafted and you're suddenly playing in Europe your odds of ever making it to the NBA just shrink astronomically or you become just another guy in the G League I mean it's impossible for you to break through well here's what I want to see the how how they clarify and go through the process of saying these guys get their eligibility back well, this, the, right? this is the because that, yeah. that's where it gets interesting. But from a from a being a student, right, going yeah. back to that whole oh, idea of the student class. athlete. I'm not um, going to class. I'm training. Like <laughs> season's done, right? March is over. I'm out. And then you declare, and the draft is until the end of June. You you missed all of the spring semester, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I didn't get drafted, so I want to come back in the fall. That's what I that that needs to be clarified for me a bit. We we need to come through with that process of what you have an emergency two week class that they get to take that reestablishes <laughs> their eligibility to be part of the next team. Uh, but there's two big questions that come off this: is that number one, 
you're going to get a lot more people entering the draft because if there's no reason, well, well I'll enter the draft. Why not? Roll the if, dice. If I get if taken, someone decides I'm one of the top thirty, right, and then and I but can get not, guaranteed first round money. Yeah. Now then, you can't go back out after getting drafted, but some, many people are going to say, "Hey, why not? If I, I'm, I'm, if someone drafts me, I'm happy to go to the well, NBA. Well, that's now. where you wanted to go, and that's the yeah. career path that you're on. So, so you'll have more people, clock. more people declaring for the draft. So that's going to be one issue where that's going to be a headache because you're going to have more. But a lot more scouts, a okay. lot more. I mean, a lot of opportunities employment-wise. Trainers coming mm. off. Look at you thinking camps. about jobs. Look at look, look at, at look at I can campaign on that. We've been talking about on our night show, uh, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, n- from 8 to 11 here Pacific time, Jason Smith with Mike Harmon. You know, we were talking about your political platform. Maybe that's my aspiration as well. Oh, okay. Job creation. Right. That's where I your come Your job in. creation. I am gas and milk for under $2 a gallon, and I'll widen all the freeways in major cities. I'm going to get elected president. I do Never that. going to be president. Ah, now, that mailbox happen. thing is going to come back to bite you. You got a podcast you to can't, show, Jason Smith with Mike Harmon. You can't steal a mailbox if it's on a Sunday and there's no post on Sunday. It's not a crime. It's not a crime. It's 25 years ago. I know Mark Lanigan sang a song called No Bells on Sunday. I think no post on Sunday is still a federal, federal crime. No, it's, it's not. It's I looked it up. It's not. It's, it's not a crime. If you can cite Trust that me, passage, I'd like crime. it another time. Uh, but here's the here's the big part of this now. Obviously, there's but you'll manage that because really it's about it's about the kids, and I think this is such an awesome rule. But when you pull out as an, a, a, before the draft, you go back to school. Teams wait long enough for you. They wait for your decision before they give away your scholarship or decide we need to go recruit someplace else. They wait. Sometimes they can't wait, but most times because of the way the deadline is, they wait. But now if you go all the way to the draft and don't get drafted and come back, your scholarship is gone. Your school goes and recruits somebody to come in and say, okay, well, you made you, you declared for the draft, so we have to replace you. So You, you can were, go sit out a year you and were, go you know, somewhere else. We needed a shooting guard, so we went yeah. out and got the, one of the top shooting guards in the country to go take your place. How do they come back then to a team that has moved on without them and – what if there's no scholarships available? You can come back, but gotta pay your own way. Sorry about that. Be that that's I, I need to hear more on this because how do you solve? Because that's the big problem. The is calendar that is a problem. You, you have in all so that many time. Respects. That's two, right. two and a half, three weeks is a really big amount of time. You know, for it doesn't seem like it, but it's a big amount of time. People say, "I'm going here. I'm going here. I'm going here. I'm going here." And suddenly, you're trying to if you, if you are left out, you are trying to fill through grad transfers or guys who are trying to reclassify to get into your into your draft year. It's a very difficult needle to thread, and now it's even more difficult with, hey, I can go through the draft and still come back. Not that a team wouldn't be happy to have their guy back, but you moved on. Potentially. I mean, but it scholarships take, it are takes, gone. Right. It takes up the whole recruiting cycle, changes the – do you change the transfer rule then? Does that become an immediate thing that has to be looked at as an offshoot of this? Trades in college basketball. Now that, I'm, I'm with you. Look, make it fantasy college basketball. I'm all trades. for it. <laughs> Future hey. consideration. I'll give you a point guard in 2020. <laughs> uh, let's go live to Jim Beheim's press conference. Uh, we love Tyus Battle, but we uh, we went out and, and moved on without him, so we're trading him to Michigan State. We are getting Tom Izzo's number one recruit next year uh, in in a trade back, so we're very excited to to welcome him to our team. That I mean, that'd be that'd be transcendent. Oh, I like this.
This is really we're we're taking it far beyond the the couple of lines. <laughs> we got trades and cut. Hey, did you hear Zion Williamson could go for the entire starting five at Georgia Tech? That's amazing. I mean, that would be something. But really, that's the one thing. That's the one big headache is how what do you do? How are you gonna change that? to help the teams because, like I said, this is the best move that college basketball could make. I've said for a long time, these guys get bad advice and they listen to the wrong people and they still, even after they get evaluated, yes, yes, you're like the you're like the 15th best guy. How many guys are being told you're the 15th best guy? 30 of them. You know, so you're not you're not going to get drafted, and your and your basketball life is ruined. Well, and that's where we get into another permutation of this from Jeff Goodman's Twitter account about who's advising and how that process goes from when you're being evaluated at the high school level, that's taken a twist as well. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Joining us now on the hotline, the man who had the story about an hour ago, getting set to start with Stadium next week, longtime college basketball insider Jeff Goodman. Jeff, thanks for stopping by. Nah, no problem, guys. No problem. Uh, I think a lot of this is window dressing uh, as much as possible. And as I, my, my last tweet alluded to, you know, the, the problem was the FBI probe comes out and Mark Emmert and the NCAA feels the need to do something. So they, they form this commission led by Condoleezza Rice. And, you know, either she chooses or they choose, you know, 10 or 15 people to be on that commission. Most of the people on that commission have no clue. <laughs> they haven't been in the trenches. They've never been to an AAU event. You know, David Robinson is a very smart guy, but but he doesn't really know what's going on now with college basketball. He hasn't been involved in it for years. So what does he do? Well, his son's a walk-on at Duke, so he probably talks to Coach K and gets everything from Coach K, maybe talks to a couple other people. But, you know, I didn't see any of these people out at AAU events when I was out there in July. And, and I think some of these things are going to be helpful. But, you know, for instance, one of them is that that the top players, elite players, can have an agent slash advisor their senior year of high school now. But it's going to be determined by USA Basketball. Well, how is that okay? Because, you know, USA Basketball could say, well, this kid didn't come to USA Basketball and, and, you know, wasn't part of the system, so we're not going to deem him an elite player. So, therefore, he can't have an agent. He's the 26th best player in the country, right. not 25th, so he can't have an agent as a high school senior. It's it just, to me, that sets up for like a lawsuit at the end of the day. Well, th- that's the one thing I don't get, because there's one part of this I really like, but let's stick with the agent part, because it, it's, it's such a shocking thing, is that this is still not going to keep agents out of basketball. I mean, just if, like if you said, if 25 kids can have it, the kids who are 26 through 50 are still going right. to you know, be repped by agents unofficially and be steered. There's still going to be that level of, quote, corruption. Yeah, they, they've had it anyway, right? I mean, all the elite players have had agents and advisors uh, for years. They've been spoken for, a lot of them have been spoken for by the time they got to college. They already knew pretty much who they were going to sign with because – a lot of these agents, frankly, have AAU guys working under them. And those AAU guys are, are feeding them or trying to feed them uh, to that particular agent. So, yeah, you're right. Like, at the end of the day, I'm fine with allowing agents and advisors because, you know, hopefully these kids get better information than they've gotten over the last couple, you know, the, the last however many years. But I, this isn't going to fix the problem at the end of the day. It, you know, allowing kids who are undrafted 
to go back to school is a great rule. It is. It's a great rule. But what if three kids at Kentucky, let's say for argument's sake, three kids at Kentucky go to the combine, they don't get drafted, uh, and they want to go back to Kentucky? Well, John Calipari's probably already filled his scholarship a lot. Right. He's probably already got 13 at that point. He's not expecting three kids to come back or even two. Uh, so at the end of the day, where do those kids go? You know, they, 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 I just feel like they haven't thought this thing through well enough in every rule. And, I mean, the most baffling part of all this is one of the rules that was proposed was to have two non-coaching uh, coaches, two non-coaching guys, young guys, to be able to work with players on the court. So, really, in essence, so when the, the, the four head coach and three assistant coaches are on the road recruiting in July – that somebody can work with all these players that are on campus in summer school and, and they have the ability to do it. They shot that one down. Makes no sense. There's no logic with that whatsoever. They shot that one down. It could help not only the players work on the court and develop, but also two young coaches around the country. It could help 650, 700 coaches get some experience being on the court. The decision tree, certainly the branches fell off at different points, it would appear in yeah. this, Jeff, and the follow-through, as you mentioned, with the scholarships and being able to go back. The Calipari example is Jason and I, as we started reading, it was exactly where we started heading. What do you do? You have to change the transfer rule immediately, too, uh, along the way? I mean, there, there's so many other things that fall out of this that it's a 10-year implementation implementation process just to get the first two or three in. Yeah, I, I just, again, I think they needed to have the right people on the commission, right, and, and, and get people and give them immunity, people that are out, uh, people that have information that probably did their share of cheating throughout the years and, and still do, and give them full immunity and sit down with them one-on-one and say, listen, we need to know here – what can we do? And maybe there's nothing they can do. At the end of the day, listen, you're not going to completely clean up the sport because there's too many people that are going to try to get to these kids and their families no matter what the rules uh, allow. Sure. So too much at money at day, stake. Yeah. Right. There's too much money. There's too much money. So, you know, the one thing they didn't do was they really didn't address amateurism at all. They had all this time. This thing broke in late September. So let's say they had – even October will throw out. Okay, they had November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. They had six months. Let's say they had six-plus months to try to figure out some system to help these players and these kids get paid something. I'm not saying they should get full, full you know, wherewithal to get whatever they want, and it's going to be a bidding war from, from school to school. But what I am saying is, and Frank Kaminsky and I talked about this in my podcast a couple weeks ago, like, why not let these kids – if they can get some sort of marketing money from a car dealership in the area, why not allow them to do that? Why not allow them to make money off their autograph? If, if somebody will pay them for their autograph, and maybe they don't get paid immediately, or maybe they do, whatever it is, I just feel like there should have been something put forth now, a step taken to have these kids at least be able to, to, to get some revenue, uh, the ones that are going to make a lot of money for their schools and have made a lot of money for their schools. College basketball insider Jeff Goodman with us. He had the story about an hour ago. Big sweeping changes the NCAA has announced for this season. And, you know, one thing, Jeff, I like but really need – I need you to kind of talk me through this a little bit is I love the idea 
they you know their other big takeaway is you're allowed to go through the draft if you are undrafted you can go back to school and i love this because this allows so many kids who get bad advice declare for the draft go undrafted now suddenly i'm i'm out of options i'm playing in the g league i'm playing in europe i'm trying to bounce around and i'm never going to make it to the league i love the fact that those players are going to be allowed to go back to school now but here's the problem is that in the time from when the draft you know when the draft occurs Teams have moved on. They've given away their scholarships. So they have said, we're losing our shooting guard. So we've gone and recruited the number 13 shooting guard in the country to come in and take your place. And now you coming back isn't as quite easy as it would have been. I believe, and I haven't looked at all of it right now, but I believe the caveat to that is in order to do that, they have to have been invited to the NBA combine. So I think they're protecting it so everybody doesn't put their name in, number one. And number two, they're putting the onus on kind of the advisory committee, the NBA advisory committee, and saying, like, if they give you information that's, that's a little bit inaccurate and they invite you to the combine, that usually means you're going to be drafted, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't get drafted, they're saying, okay, the onus is on the NBA advisory committee. We're going to allow you the opportunity to go back uh, if you want to. So I, I like that. I, I actually have no problem with that other than the fact of what do you do if a school has already filled your scholarship at that point. That That's what they have to figure out. I like the opportunity opening bidding. We were talking about trading, Jeff, obviously <laughs> taking it to the – to the ludicrous, uh, Calipari's got an extra shooting guard. He can now work with Chashevsky to hey. see if they can come up with something. I had Bayheim trading Tyus Battle for uh, Tom Izzo's number one recruit in 2019. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to wheedle that along. Just throw it away the year, right? right? Just, <laughs> just throw away the year for a future pick and just tank. We're going to college team tanking. Hey, it's about as well thought out a plan as some of the stuff we're reading about here that you're reporting. We Jeff. got Izzo's <laughs> number one. We got Coach K's number one. We're loaded for interest in college yeah. basketball. Basketball just isn't in March anymore, Jeff. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, Jeff, going forward here, what do you expect the reaction to be to this? You, you told us how a lot of this is window dressing. What, what do you expect to hear about this now that this story is starting to break across the country? Yeah, I think most of the coaches are going to say, like, all right, let's see how this works. And I'm the same way. Listen, I, I want to see how all these things actually work once you put them in a place. And, and I talked to one coach um, just a little while ago, and, and he said, listen, and he's on one of the committees, said, we're not done. Like, this is going to be a process of four or five years where we're going to keep tinkering with things. You know, they changed the recruiting calendar, and, and now, uh, you know, they took away one week in July for an AU event, but they're going to add in a camp that's run by USA Basketball and the NBA. Uh, they're going to, uh, you know, add more time that coaches can go out and see high school events uh, in June. So I think they're, try- they're trying to do the right thing. But unfortunately, I don't think they have enough people involved, um, at least with a commission level, uh, that knew exactly what they were doing. I-, I always said, like, why wouldn't the NCAA bring in one week you bring in 100 coaches? The next week you bring in 100 parents of the top players. The next week bring in 100 AU coaches. Then bring in 100 high school coaches. And try to get the pulse of everybody and what their major concerns are, then the commission can have all this information and then maybe go out to an AU event. Wow, that would be a shocking thing to do, right? Go out to an AU event in July. Um, <laughs> Joe Castiglione, the AD of, of Oklahoma, was there, so I give him credit uh, and a couple other people. But for the most part, I didn't see Connor Lisa Rice there. I didn't see most of the people on that committee, on the commission there. 
So I, I just would have liked to have seen a little bit more research done. Um, and, and not to sound arrogant, but nobody ever called me from the commission. I've been covering recruiting. I came up covering <laughs> right. recruiting for 10, 10 years. Yeah. I cover college now. I'm not saying I have all the answers, but, man, like, how do you not call media people and find out their take, too? Is it because you, you, you just don't have enough confidence in yourself to, to make it look like you're trying to get as much info as possible? I mean, I, I just don't understand it. You can follow him on Twitter at Goodman Hoops. That's at Goodman Hoops, longtime college basketball insider Jeff Goodman. Starts with Stadium next week. Looking forward to that. Thanks so much for stopping by with us here on the show. We'll talk to you soon. You got it, guys. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Arizona Cardinals have instituted something brand new that could result in you dying at the game. I mean, I don't know, maybe. I, I don't know. I was going to ask if you can be a member of the offensive ex- line. <laughs> oh, I could. I mean, I'm only 5'9", but I'm, I'm, I have a good... Because they're, they're going to need some extra linemen. Right? I have a good low center of Quig- gravity. Quigley's out for the year, right? So. Yeah. Hey, Rosen, don't worry. Just, don't, just fade back. Don't worry. I got you, man. I got you. No, that guy should be in bubble wrap. He should never see the field. The Arizona Cardinals have unveiled several new menu items for that they will sell at the stadium this year. The biggest, both figuratively and literally, is the gridiron burger. It weighs a total of seven pounds and consists of 11 different ingredients. Five burger patties, five all-beef hot dogs, oh boy. five bratwursts, mm-hmm. 20 slices of American cheese. The bratwurst seems like an outlier for Arizona, mm, but keep going. 60, four slices of American cheese, 63... 20 slices of American cheese, 8 slices of bacon, 8 chicken tenders, 12 ounces of fries, lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, and sauce. Oh, and a 10-inch bun. This is the gridiron burger. If you finish this gridiron burger, you will win a prize and get your picture on the Jumbotron. Oh, good. Uh, It's about 8,000 calories. Oh, did they finally put an estimate on there? Yeah, it's about they, about eight thousand. Because so they were if, still they were still doing the math last I saw. So if you eat this, you should be good for four days, since you should be eating two thousand calories a day. Oh, sure, that's how it works, right? So this is this is what it is. All of those things I just read to you are on the burger: five burger patties, five all beef hot dogs, five bratwurst, twenty slices of American cheese, which is my favorite part. Eight slices of bacon, eight chicken tenders, 12 ounces of fries, lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, and tanker sauce. Hey, can I get the gridiron burger, but uh, no pickles? Thanks. I, I appreciate that. I don't I don't like the taste. It'll get lost in the burger. Again, if you finish this, you get prizes, and you get on the Jumbotron. Do I get the burger for free? No. Here's the thing, and this is, this is, my, this is my difficulty with this. It's $75. $75 to buy this thing. Well, I can split it with 10 of my closest friends. Yeah, but can you want all hands in, grabbing, oh, I'm going to take this. No, no, worse. no. That's, that's the kind of thing you need, one of those um, Paul Hogan-like knives to cut through that thing. No, then you don't get the fries. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to get it without the fries. Well, you can feed a whole row, though. You get a bratwurst. No, but I don't want get people with their, for seventy-five bucks. That's a bargain. I don't want if people you break it down individually. Digging into my phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me let me no, scoop no, here's up a, that no, cheese no, here's and a, here's, a, here's a fork. You get a burger. That's not going to work. You get a burger. No one's going to eat this thing with a fork. Are you kidding? That. Oh yes, I'd like a fork, please, and a knife. 
Gray Poupon. You need a shovel to do it. Well, maybe they should give you a commemorative shovel if you can finish it in. Here is your Cardinals commemorative shovel. Digging your own grave with this 8,000 calorie burger. Can can you think about all the punchlines? It's the grave digger. Then I could dig to rock bottom, which is where the Cardinals are. I mean, you can think about that. But 75, I mean, $75. I like that. You went rock bottom, too. That's that's too much for a burger. I can't spend $75 on a burger. I think you could be had. If I got you drunk enough, if you're you, in. If you got me this, I would get to maybe 30 bucks and that say, could be, okay, That I'll could buy be it. your your holiday gift. But holiday, say, holiday, I, holiday. Why, why would I want this for a holiday gift? Why would, <laughs> what, it doesn't smell good. Well, it's been under the tree for four days. <laughs> is it a puppy? No, no, is, no. Is no, that no, the type no. of thing that becomes Homer in his <laughs> sandwich that he wouldn't throw out? <laughs> we have really gone heavy Simpsons the first hour. Oh, it's kind of a big deal. But that's too much money. Really, $30. You got me at 30 Because it's enough. With all of that stuff, it can't be 30 You're nah, losing cash. Well, no, you're not losing Are you kidding? The, the, it's going to take $30 of labor to put that thing together. <laughs> you got a team of six guys and women in the back going, where do we fit the chicken tenders? Why is the line so long? Well, because somebody's working on one of those uh, impossible burgers. They're like ringing a, <laughs> ringing a bell in the background. <laughs> No, it's it's that's it's cost prohibitive. Seventy five dollars is cost prohibitive. No, but that's the point is that you you get one or two really drunken folios to buy one, or a team that decides they're going to carve this thing up and say, "All right, you got the tenders, you got the bratwurst," because you break it down, it's probably cheaper than what each of those individual meals would be. Oh, I don't know, but well, okay, yeah. Considering you get a burger at a game, it's but you got five, but it's like five burgers, five dogs, five bratwurst. I'm not saying it's not worth it. Economically, if you you go with a group of people, this is this is the way to right keep money in your pocket for more beer. You're not you're not or a foam finger. You're supposed to try to do this all by yourself, aren't you? That's the whole. You're supposed to. That's, You're not going to get the jersey and the award on the on the jumbotron if you split it up. But economically, you're a big winner. Frostburg's going to be there this weekend. He can bring it back for us. Eight thousand. Oh, I bring it back. Live Nation presents Concert Week now through May 14th. Get twenty five dollar tickets to over five thousand shows. That's up to seventy five percent off a summer full of your favorite artists like Twenty One Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than five thousand summer shows for just twenty five dollars. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.